1: Also, the things we say, they only reflect our brilliant Black woman magic mind,
0: and not our employers. You could have been anywhere, y'all, but you chose to be here with us, and we appreciate you. Let's, Let's go. go. Well, welcome back. It's been a minute. I've missed you.
1: It's been a minute. Not like not like a hot minute, but a minute. Yeah, what's the difference
0: between a minute and a minute? So, like, a hot minute means something quick. Yeah. But when you say like, man, it's been a minute, like it's been a while. That's right. There yeah. You, you
1: know, we just, I, th- I just thought I would add that explanatory comment <laughs> in case they needed it. I'm saying. No, that's real. That's what's up. That's what's up. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. As you can see, I've been uh, doing some decorating, some nesting in my new I see place. I see. Me and Mahalia have been chilling. See, I know this is recorded so people can't see her. Mm-hmm. But y'all, let me just give y'all the, the visual. So
1: she's kind of busted down the middle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she's a twist out that has sort of now relaxed into like part twist, part fro, with little like curly things happening on the end. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, I don't know, it's giving me um, Donna Summers and, and um, you know, Diana Ross, but okay.
0: shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Now we'll, we'll take that.
1: <laughs> yeah, she, she's, she's doing a thing.
0: Yeah. So um, we can't move on without at least acknowledging Jules looking elegant per usual. Yes. Yeah, she, she's trying to, she's trying to make it happen. You know,
1: she's, she had a little happy place. Now we, we kind of got her figured out. Now we, yep. we got this new look together. Cause you know, it was touch and go there for a minute. You know, I'm a, I'm a super, super short hair girl normally, but you know, yeah. You know, how to flex and how to, put it behind my ear and do these things that people I love it. So I know it's been, um, a few weeks since we've chatted, um, any thing that you've
0: learned or anything new that you want to share? Yeah. Although I wonder if, you know, like, like most things, I'm just like, was I the last person to hear about this? Uh-huh. But the thing that I learned that has been revolutionary for my life is downtime uh-huh. on the iPhone. Have you heard of this? Um, Yes, ma'am. Okay. Dang. See, it's just me. I guess more existentially. I have to be very, very intentional about my cell phone usage. Mm -hmm. And that's become more pertinent to me as I've gotten busier. And when I have more responsibilities, I tend to distract myself or procrastinate by getting on social media, getting on my phone and Mm -hmm. going into those wee hours. So I finally put some limits on there and it's been really helpful. So if y'all wondering why I don't ever be posting anything on Twitter, this is why (laughs) I had to keep some work-life balance. You wake up and find that
1: Kimberly Manning has tagged you like 500 times <laughs> in the last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one though. That is a really good one um, because it also has a little mechanism where it can tell you, okay, girl, it's time to start winding it on down now. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's one of my favorite parts. And also, you know, I think it, I've told you about my friend, um, Carmen, Dr. Carmen Mohan, mm-hmm. who has an amazing podcast, which you should check out. It's called Hello Health Today. Yes. Um, But one of the things I learned on Hello Health Today was about how to really um, work toward getting true restorative rest. Mm -hmm. And part of it is the wind down, you know, um, the downtime. But um, the last 30 minutes before you go to sleep, Carmen recommends that you only do things in service to yourself. So that you do not spend the last 30 minutes sending emails to teachers or responding to that thing that's happening in the clinic or trying to get your shift switched. She recommends things like, you know, you could listen to a meditation. You could read a book. I usually just sit down and read a book or read a chapter of of a short story or, and then one piece I really like that she suggests is to just lay still and, and um, tell yourself what you're proud of that you did well that day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So kind of like a gratitude exercise. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That wind down is the business. So I uh, actually, uh, even though I mentioned uh, the part about um, the restorative rest wind down period, I do want to tell you uh, a big change has happened in my life. Oh, please do. Um, I have taken the big leap to black coffee. Um, this is a very y'all. I mean, I- I'm sure somebody's listening to this. They're like, what? Really? <laughs> So this is um, the start of my seventh week. Um, I am trying to cut down the sugar in my life. And I started recognizing that a lot of the people that are at my desired level of fitness, (laughs) they (laughs) all drink black coffee. Um, But that just brings me to a fun fact. Um, Mm -hmm. I learned since the last time I talked to you, that if you take the tiniest pinch of salt and add it to your coffee, It takes the bitterness away and brings out the sweetness. No, I wasn't ready for that tip. All of the way true. (laughs) Now the hardcore like coffee people that are like hashtag Ned grind. Those are doctors who love coffee. They're like, he have really good coffee. You don't, you don't need to do this, (laughs) but Google it. If you Google it, you're going to find, there's a whole like thing about it. Cause you know how you add salt to when you make cookies and cakes Mm-hmm. Um, there's something with, um, with there's probably, you know, somebody explained it to me on Twitter, but I already forgot. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's how salt and sweet balance each other. Mm-hmm. So if I get a coffee that is kind of, you know, has a bitter bite on it, I just take it. You can't put too much. It's like a teeny. <laughs> so so are you, are you, um, do you drink coffee? That's my first question. Of
0: course. Yes. I still drink coffee, but just once a day. Okay. And what do you put in it? Honey. Honey, yeah. Once I finally bought into the fact that artificial sweeteners probably aren't doing anything good for my body, oh, right? That um, well, I used
1: to be Team Splenda. Yeah,
0: yeah, me, me, me too. But yeah, the the honey is what I use to to cut the bitterness. No creamer, nothing, just honey. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes I'll add a little bit of almond milk. But the salt thing, I, you know, when you first say that it actually feels like a prank, like something my brother would tell me to no, do and then I prank. would believe it. And I want you to so Google it before you try it, Google okay. it before you try it. And then you're going to be like,
1: word now, I don't, now I don't have to do it with every coffee, but there are definitely some coffees where I even sometimes get some kosher salt and drop like two little,
0: <laughs> little, <laughs> little balls in there, boom, two boom. individual grains yeah. of salt. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: But they're like kind of coarse, you know, big ones. So Oh Yeah. But I will say, like, um, this is gonna sound like shade, but it's not meant to be shade. Um, honey and almond milk in your coffee—that it sounds like some Northern California mess. If I ain't never heard it,
0: wow! Yes, that's shade. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, everybody in San Francisco, I do love you and mm-hmm. all of your quirky ways.
0: Yeah, let her let her come up here and prove it. <laughs> All right, sis. Yeah. So, what's the what?
1: Oh man, the what is deference, deference, deference. Ooh. The what okay. is deference
0: today? Wait, yes. difference or deference? Difference.
1: So, as as a now senior faculty member, um, sometimes when I walk onto the ward and I see somebody very junior, I might get deference from them. They might show me some respect. Gotcha. Not always, not always though, <laughs> but, <laughs> they but now might you show me some respect deference, put some respect on my name. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. That's the, what's word,
1: the word is put some respect on it. <laughs> How about that. All right. So check it. Okay. So, um, as you probably have heard by now, but for those who haven't, mm-hmm. um, I, along with some amazing resident physicians, um, to serve our patients at Grady hospital, have uh, set up something that we call the no judgment zone. And Mm. it is literally a folding table that is sitting in the middle of the lobby of Grady Hospital between the information booth and where we're giving vaccines with a like folding board and a sign on it that says still unsure about the vaccines. Let's talk about it. No judgment zone. Wow. And we are posted up at this table and people walk up and they ask us questions and talk to us, right? really dope it's as awesome as it sounds if you think that's dope it's because it is (laughs) all right so this particular day I'm hanging out at the um no judgment zone table by myself um the uh other two residents who've been with me had to go off to clinical duties and it is almost like noon I was about to finish up and um I'm just sitting there by myself and this all of a sudden I see this blur coming toward me right Mm-hmm. And this, um, I look up and it's this Grady Elder like hustling in my direction, um, and she is on a like a rolling walker, one of those ones you could turn around and sit on. Yeah,
0: the seated walkers.
1: She's trucking. I mean, <laughs> straight at me, right? And she has a piece of paper in her hand. And when she gets over to me, she slaps the paper down in front of me, and she goes, "You know where it is at?" <laughs> and let me just give it as a sidebar um one of the things about the no judgments on table is that people often mistake us for information mm-hmm. that's cool because it's an opportunity for me to start having a conversation so I'm like yeah I'll tell you whatever so okay. I look at the paper and I'm getting ready to tell her because it's a clinic that she's trying to get to and jogging up behind her comes this woman who appears to be like you know I don't know in her mid-30s or something like that and she says auntie why are you bothering that lady that lady ain't, ain't the information she looks at me and she backs up and looks at me. She goes, you ain't the information. And I said, <laughs> no, ma'am. Um, she said, she here talking to people about the COVID vaccine. She said, why are you sitting next to the um, information if you ain't the information? I said, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm here to you know, try to talk to people about the COVID vaccine. So you're just sitting out here at a table, just, just talking to people about the vaccine? I said, yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. She was like, well, why are you doing that? I said, because, you know, some people, some people got questions and, you know, I just want to make sure they can have their questions answered in case they're still thinking about it. She was like, oh, I said, I mean, I can still help you with where you're trying to go, though. And um, I said, have you been vaccinated? Do you mind me asking? She said, hell yeah, I've been vaccinated. You think I'm crazy? I'm old. I've been vaccinated. Are you crazy? And we like laughed about it. She said, I'm looking for my boost. When y'all going to give me my boost? So we... (laughs) was calling a booster shot the boost so we kind of laughed about it and um her her niece says auntie you know we already got you scheduled for it remember Mm. she's like oh that's good because i'm getting my boost so we laughed and that was it so i look over at the niece and i say well what about you have you been vaccinated yet and she kind of does the thing where you raise your eyebrows and you like Mm. yeah the, the shrug emoji like eek um, and I said, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, you didn't even come over here to talk to me about that. You don't have to answer that. Auntie sw- swing her head and look at her. She said, tell you about what? Oh no. <laughs> I said, oh, oh, uh, she better be vaccinated. So I look at her and I said, oh, you don't have to say anything about it. She's like, I'm just still thinking about it. Mm. Auntie was like thinking about what you're thinking about what? You thinking about being dead? That's what you're thinking about? She was like, no, ma'am, I'm just, you know, I'm just not sure, but I'm still thinking on it. She said, well, hold up, let me get this straight. You mean, you've been all up in my face talking about some, ain't he this, ain't he that? Riding in the car with me, talking to me, hugging on me, kissing <laughs> on me, talking about, hey, auntie, she, this, is, this is like in the middle of the lobby. She's loud too. <laughs> and, um, I can't believe you ain't vaccinated. I can't believe you ain't took that shot yet. Is you crazy? She just going off. So, she looks at me and she says, "Where do she sign up?" She like, mm. she said, "You about to carry your narrow ass down that hall <laughs> right now." And she took it all the way to like full on, like put you a right. little kid. You gonna carry? You gonna go over there and take that shot right now? And I said, "Well, listen, Auntie, um, it you know, you know, I really do appreciate you know you looking out for her, but." It has to be her choice, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, we can't, we, we can't force her to, to go and get back to <laughs> yeah. He was like, I ain't looking out for her. I'm looking out for me. She stayed with me. And if she yeah. want to stay with me, she ain't going to be rocking. she be out in the street, come back, talking about some, hey, auntie. And she said, auntie, I do not be out in the street. She said, well, you go somewhere that ain't this house. And you, <laughs> so they going back and forth. <laughs> Finally, Denise just throws her hands up and she looks at me. She goes, how long does it take? I said, how long does what take? She's like, to get the shot. I said, Oh, um, um, start to finish, like probably 30 minutes. She's like, okay, I just get it.
0: I said, you'll get it now.
1: And she's like, yeah, I'll just get it now. So Auntie like you damn right. She gonna get it now. <laughs> so, so I'm like, Oh wow. Really? So, so she goes, yeah, I just, I'm just gonna get it. Wow, I just hadn't got around to it yet. And I, you know, and my job need me, me to get it. I just, I'm just going to get it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, the, so I'm thinking oh wow this is so great wow I didn't see this coming this is the perfect situation so auntie looks at me and says all right so now what I'm gonna need you to do is you're gonna have to tell me where this clinic is and then I'm gonna go on over to this clinic see and what I, what you need to do is you need to carry her on over there to that <laughs> thing get her checked in and then get her on back over there to get this shot and when y'all done y'all wait for me right here the table." I was getting ready to go, <laughs> but the way that that lady was telling me that, she was telling me that like she was my grandmama, right? Telling me to go to the store and get her one dozen eggs, some milk, and a pack of cools.
0: <laughs> I was supposed to say a pack of cigarettes,
1: it has to be- <laughs> but a pack of cools. I was like, man, listen, I was not about to tell that lady no. I tell her exactly how to get to her little clinic. I look at her niece and I'm like, let's go. So I pack my backpack up and everything because I was the only one at the table. Mm-hmm. We go, I check her in, we walk out of there, we walk over to where the vaccines are, we get the, you know, we get her vaccinated and we come back and sit at that table. And I was thinking, I, I should I could probably go now. I'm like, no. Nah. She was like shaking her head, going, Girl, I don't even bother you. <laughs> so, so from the moment I met Auntie. To when she returned, it was probably 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. She comes back over there. She says, So um, did she get her vaccine? I said, Yes, ma'am. She said, Well, let me see your band-aid. Wow. Pulls her arm up, shows the band-aid. So Auntie was pleased. And I'm like, Wow, you know, this is really um, and uh, this was really powerful because this was just like you guys came over here to ask one question and it led to, you know, your niece further protecting you and um, further protecting the community. Would you be okay with me telling people about this? Like, would you be okay with me telling this story? She said, you're damn right. You should tell everybody because all these young people, they out here talking about some, I don't know. I don't, I'm not ready. But you know, all folks, we assume y'all got sense. So y'all be rolling up on us, kissing us on the cheek, talking about grandmama, auntie, give me some pie, talking about this, talk about that, and y'all ain't vaccinated. Then y'all go to a concert or you had some kind of football match, and next thing I know, I'm sick. Uh-uh, nah. I was like, oh, my God. So me and the niece decide that really the secret weapon that we really need the CDC to get on mm-hmm. is auntie. Auntie is the secret weapon.
0: I was about to say, Auntie just needs to staff that table, like Damn. pull up Damn. a chair and Damn. let
1: her talk, to, <laughs> talk Damn. to folks. auntie, auntie was like, look, you know, cause she's, she was, she really did not know her niece wasn't vaccinated. So, yeah, so, you know, so, so that's a, that's a light story. And I'm so grateful that, um, both auntie and her niece, um, were agreeable for, for me to share this story. But, you know, it has me thinking a lot about not just sort of this hypothetical thing where we say, oh, you got to protect the community. They're really people that are trusting us to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. She seemed absolutely, genuinely appalled that she was living in a house and riding in the car every day with somebody who had not yet been vaccinated. Yeah, Actually, today, you know, we just got the unfortunate news of the transition of General Colin Powell. Yes, right? yes. He was fully vaccinated. And, you know, I don't know where, you know, General Powell got, got COVID. But I just hate imagining that some person who maybe he felt safe with, mm-hmm. or, maybe, um, or maybe he was in some environment where he felt like it was safe. Like to me, like to give your life in, in service for all of that and all of the things that that he gave, it just feels so unnecessary and like such a cheat for that to be abbreviated by COVID. And you know, I, I don't care if people say, "Oh, he lived a full life" and all of that stuff. It just doesn't seem like COVID. Like that just doesn't, especially after
0: out. everything that's gone down in the last year. Like. That's a, that's a tough pill to swallow.
1: Oh, it is. It feels so unnecessary. And, and though auntie was somebody that, um, in her animated way, you know, was, she was speaking a lot of truth mm-hmm. and it was a real public health message message in that, that yeah. we, we are counting on y'all, you know, to, to look out for us. And, and, and really it, it was, it was, it was out of deference to her mm-hmm. as an elder, as a person who had already been through so much in this world, the least we could do is carry her daughter, her, her niece, over to get that shot. Get <laughs> my butt down on that chair. Wait for her to get back.
0: Amen. I,
1: I started to look in my pocket to see if I had to give her her change. <laughs> <laughs> the receipt was the, rubber,
0: was the, um, the uh, vaccine card. It yeah, was the card and the band-aid. You know, and I remember, and I don't know who to attribute this to or in what context, but I vaguely remember seeing someone characterizing vaccination as an act of love. Mm -hmm. And so that's what what came to mind, particularly in this situation, because the way she was animated talking about like, you hugging on me, like in my car, in my house. And it almost translated to me in the sense that you love me. And yet there's a dissonance there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I can imagine being a 30 something year old in that position (laughs) (laughs) with someone that I love dearly, you know, there's no, there's no response to that other than let me just go ahead and get this vaccine. (laughs) Let let me go on and take her over here. Like you told me to do. Yeah. And give you your change
1: and your receipt. (laughs) I mean, you know, I told a man um, the other day at Grady, he was telling me, he was at the table and explaining to me that he was really frustrated about vaccine mandates. And I said something to him that it seemed to resonate with him. I, you know, he didn't agree on the spot to be vaccinated, but I just told him that you know we we are we are all support beams on a home, and you know the thing about support beams and low bearing walls is that if you take down a support beam or a low bearing wall, the whole thing collapses, and you and and you don't always know which one is is the support beam or the low bearing wall. You don't always know. So we, we, to some degree, the people that love us are counting on us, you know, to, to, to keep the roof up over our heads. Mm-hmm. And that support beam is more than just about their health. It's about your ability to take care of your community. Even in your immediate house, it's you being able to pay bills and go to work. Um, in your community, it's being well enough to be able to frequent the, you know, the, the, the retail shops and spaces in your community that keep them open. Everybody is like, everybody is a support beam Mm -hmm. and it's not just your individual decision. We're support beams. And I don't know which one is the one that's going to cause it all to fall down. It might be you. And he looked at me and he said, of all of the things people have said to me about this vaccine, that's the first thing that actually made sense to me. Mm. So I was like, "So you gonna get vaccinated right now?" No, nah, baby, I'm a pray on it, but <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: something yeah. tells me that um he either got vaccinated or he will get vaccinated.
0: Yeah, I you know. I think many of us have have stood in admiration of you know your advocacy around this, but and this ideally would serve as a wake up call for next pandemics or whatever public health measure like needs to come next, you know, just these, these, these relationship building efforts, like it's, it's not and science, but also it requires a little bit more effort than, you know, perhaps what we thought we needed to do as healthcare professionals.
1: Yeah. And people are so much more awesome and so much smarter than we give them credit for. Right. Uh, I mean, I know I see people say like, I have friends who will be like, oh, people suck. (laughs) I'm like, people are awesome they can be so wise and so awesome and so thoughtful and um, and so human mm. so human I love that and my heart goes out to every single person who has unnecessarily um, had their lives you know, thrown out of order by COVID, mm-hmm. whether that be through the death of somebody that they love
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, through their own health, disability, fear, kids in their school performance, their own job, not being able to keep their business afloat, trying to figure out how to get an SBA loan and can't. You know, this is not just about somebody, you know, being a doctor and just trying to check the box of being a doctor. This about us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. how I see it. It's about us. There's urgency. Like now nah, I'm not trying to get no award or anything. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to keep my folk. Okay. Yep. Real top.
0: Amen. Well, your, your folk appreciate you, sis. At least I do.
1: Well, speaking of my folk, I'm so glad I got to see you. Yes. I'll see you today. And Mahalia busted down the middle. <laughs> Like a Donna Summer's Diana Ross on a rainy day in Central Park, baby, come through all the way through.
0: Look, we were we were ready for you. We had to make sure that we came correct. It's been too long. Yes, and I do want people to Google Diana Ross in (laughs) in the rain because that was epic. We will, (laughs) and we will also uh, Google salt and coffee. Make sure that you telling telling the truth.
1: And and I would like. The next time we we get onto this um, podcast, I would like my props.
0: All right, all right. You Shout got out it. to
1: my best friend who told me that though, so I can't take full credit for it. <laughs> Sis, you know I know you out here doing um, assistant professor things. Yeah, doing
0: doing too much.
1: University of California, San Francisco, <laughs> and um, I hope you know how proud I am of you and how much I love you and cherish our friendship so
0: much. Mm, thank you, sis. I love you back. And I'm so grateful to have you in my life. We could just do this back and forth all day, you know? Yeah. You want to spend another hour just doing <laughs> affirmations? I don't think our listeners want
1: to hear that, but y'all just, you know it's a love fest and it's genuine. Yeah. We'll, we'll go off
0: air for that. All right, all right sis. All right. Holla. That wraps up this week's episode of the Human Doctor Podcast. Special thanks to our favorite
1: brother gastroenterologist, Dr. Chuma Obiname for the beats. Shout out
0: to the Dr. Ashley McMullen for editing and production. Mad love to our podcast family at The Nocturnist and the Clinical Problem Solvers. Our Med Twitter fam. And especially shout out to all of you, our listeners. Until next week,
1: remember, we see you and you are enough. Holla. Holla.